Alright, back on Trash Talk. I saw you doing those curbside concerts with your girlfriend there, and that's pretty badass. Yeah, say. it's it's dope, man. It's made it so that, you know, like, I've been able to gig as much as I usually would. It just looks a little different. Well, know? and if you think about it, like, it, it, I, Tyler's a, Tyler plays country music. Tyler's an amazing guitarist. He, uh, he also is a luthier. I don't know how long it's been since you, you built a guitar, though. It's been it's been a hot it's, minute. Yeah. It's been a hot minute for sure. <laughs> but uh, Tyler's also one of my oldest friends from back in olds. We went to middle school together. We've been buddies for a long, long, long time, and we like we like drifted apart and then met back up again through fucking music. Indeed. Yeah, man. Because you went away to school to learn how to build guitars, and you left everybody behind. And it was like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to do that too. I can't wait to find something that takes me away from the same old cycles and routines as everybody else in this fucking town. And sure enough, it was the music that did that. And I was out of there. But when did you get into country music? 
I mean, it's kind of always been there. Like, my grandfather is a country and bluegrass musician. Being he, an old, it's one of those things, oh, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he, and like, my grandparents partially raised me. They, they raised me a good, a good portion of my, my early years. And he gave me my first acoustic guitar. So when it was time to play with grandpa, you fucking bet your ass oh, we're yeah. playing Hank Williams. You bet your ass <laughs> we're playing bluegrass standards. And I, I did always genuinely like it. It's just then I got got into playing heavy music throughout high school and then it kind of just came full circle yeah man and i didn't have that really have that outlet anymore when i moved to the island because it was just like you know i didn't really have any homies there except who i was going to school with and it was such a varying range of ages i, I didn't play in bands then i was just in the program so it it all came back around and then i started you know i was introduced to like Django reinhardt and western swing which is like yeah, country buddy. meets jazz i love that shit so that's oh, the kind of so music fun. that's the kind of music that makes me just like you know what i'm just gonna get up and toddle around and do stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes me want to makes me want to walk around town and smoke cigarette and i don't even smoke <laughs> cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> exactly and it just you know the more i got into that style and especially that's just that style of guitar playing it's like oh man this is this is the fucking shit and as I started playing that, I mean, it, it was a kind of a long process into actually starting to do that uh, consistently, like playing playing consistent shows, doing that sort of thing. And I just found it was so accessible for for so many different people. Oh yeah, you man! Know, like fucking metalheads were coming to our shows. Old people. Well, were and you get to, to play at farmers like, markets, and exactly. you get to play at big shows, and it's like. Because of the accessibility, it's not abrasive, it's not offensive, it's not super aggressive, and it's, it's fucking fun, man. Yeah. It's fun. Like, I myself just discovered that kind of music through Pokey Lafarge. Yeah, oh, and, he's oh, a man. man. He, I think he's really responsible for bringing a lot, like, for being like the gateway drug, so to speak. Yeah, to he, he lives that. He lives that lifestyle. Like... I got him on Instagram, and all his clothes even reflect that period. And yeah. it's like, wow, man. I love you, bro, but, like, you're borderline hipster. Yo, totally. And totally. it's like, but you know what, man? That Those labels and shit are bullshit. Because, like, I'm st if you think about it, I'm still a fucking skid. That's just, that's just the way I look and the way I am. And if that's the way you get labeled by just living your life, then after a while, you just got to start to embrace that shit. Like, I've been going by Nate Trash for fucking 10 years now yeah. fuck it man you know what i mean that's if that's who you are then you got to do it and if you play country music and you're gonna play the the music that you love and you're gonna pour your heart out you have to do it 100 percent, or else nobody's gonna resonate with you properly when you're spreading that message yeah you can't be half in exactly because if you're you, that's karaoke Karaoke is fucking half is is a half performance. Oh, yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like if you, I've I've seen lots of cover bands that play and they get paid because they can play for two hours and they get paid like a thousand bucks in a fucking night plus yeah. their bar tab yeah. and it's like, but why? Like, <laughs> I, cool money, yay! But you yeah. know what, man? I want to play my fucking songs. Yeah. I want to play the songs that rev me the fuck up. And who knows, you know, once again, I add that this is my shit, dry ass, shitty opinion. 
maybe those are the songs that get them revved up and they truly do enjoy that it's but in my eyes save that space for the originals yeah <laughs> save that space for the people who are working hard on making their own shit <laughs> yeah you know what and i like i i agree with that sentiment to like to a to a certain degree i guess because i mean in a lot of the music that i play like you in in my band red hot hayseeds we do original stuff but we also do like a lot of swing standards and yeah. just the, the music of that era that i love and is that with your girlfriend too yeah yeah fantastic so, she's got such a great voice yeah she's fucking Fuck yeah i've watched her trained and mm. like she's a thousand times better singer than i'll ever you're gonna be have to introduce me to her one day Definitely. we'll have to me and you and our ladies will have to go on a walk through the park before it gets fucking gross out i would love that yeah but it'll be real nice that. we'll roll a couple big fat gongers yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Let's go back. Let's take it back to the old days of Boots and the fucking Hoots. Yeah, buddy. What's going on with Boots these days? Do you talk He's, to him still? Yeah, oh, totally. He, he was the last person I texted right before I came over here. Really? So he lives in Drumheller now. Like, we're, we're, still, we're still playing music you together. You fucking tell him old Nate Trash says howdy-do. I will. And, I and next will. time you see him, you give I'll him... I'll see a, him tonight. Yeah, you give him a double fucking squeeze <laughs> for old Nate boy. Deal, deal. Yeah, he's, he's living in... Uh, in Drumheller with his partner, Laura. Nice. Uh, we lived together for basically on and off for like five years. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Red Deer, as well as toured together. So, you know, we, it's, we, we did some like COVID, uh, COVID protocol shows over the, nice. over the course of what would have been Stampede. Oh, And that very was the last nice. time. We're playing in Leth- down in Lethbridge in a couple weeks. I know a lot, I got lots of homies in the punk scene in Lethbridge. Oh, tight. Like, what bar are you playing at? Where are you playing? Playing the Slice. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, right. I know that actually, spot. my Red Hot Hayseeds are playing the Slice tomorrow night. Hell yeah, yeah. man. Uh, shout out to all the homies in Lethbridge. Uh, I gotta go down there and do some podcasts soon. Fuck yeah. I got, like, there's, there's lots of, of really amazing, not just musicians... But personalities Truly. involved with the music and the bands Truly. that they don't get the exposure because they're not focused on talking about themselves and they're not focused right. on on marketing themselves. And, you know, that's cool. So I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. I'm the same way. I'm not focused on marketing myself per se, but I... I Talk in order to breathe. Yes, yeah, so, but you're good at it. You're well, good at doing it for yourself. I need to perform. People. I need to perform to express myself. And if I'm not making music anymore, I, and I would love to still make music, but I feel that I've moved past it right now. Yeah, just like at this juncture. At this life. point, I feel that a band, having a band and trying to, to, to set up uh, jams and then recording and coordinate and everything. I feel that it's just not in my brain space right now. So I feel That's that fair, man, it's a lot of fucking work. It, you it know, really it's a is. Of work. And you really, have to, really everybody is. has to equally be on board to doing that. Yeah. Cause when there's, cause when it's not, when one person just isn't, it makes it so much fucking harder for everyone. Well, exactly. And that brings me back around to why we're talking because, yeah. you know, I've known you for a long time. You, your personality had an effect on building my personality. And you've been my, one of my really good friends for a long time. But I want people 
to hear what you have to say and to experience the way you think about these things. And that's what I feel we I should be doing now, the same way that you feel you still need to play this music, regardless of fucking people shutting shit down. And that's I fucking commend you for that, buddy. Thanks. Man. I really do, because there's a lot of people who just, you know, just grit their teeth and couldn't do it. And it's not for lack of trying. It's for prioritization of the most important things in their lives. Yeah. And once yeah. again, a lot of people that I know, very aggressive music, very intense music, very expressive and performance-based music. Not something where, you know, not something that's as as sound as sound oriented and as feel oriented. Well, it's hard to say. It's hard to express that what I'm trying to say. I, I, feel, but, I think I know what you mean. I mean, it's, it's part of the same, you know, you're, it's part of the same ball game, but you're playing on different teams and different exactly. leagues. Exactly. You know? Your music, different leagues for sure. Your music is based on, on the enjoyment of just having that music present. Totally. Whereas the music that I play and the music that I'm used to and most of my friends and family are used to is very much at the show, involved with the show, we're trying to get a message across through our band and our music, and it's not going to be the easiest to accept. Oh man, I should probably turn off my phone. <laughs> um, boots. That guy, I watched a show where he was dressed in a vest, shorts, and skate shoes, and then I've seen videos of him dressed like fucking Hank Williams, man. <laughs> like, holy... I And... The songs that he can write, his lyrics, oh, what was, there was one, uh, Vagabond with the bread bags on his feet. Yeah, yeah, from Pinecoat Cowboy. Oh, man, I couldn't get enough of that. The sound that was coming through his microphone sounded like an old 50s fucking phonograph. I was just hooked, man. You gotta, you gotta give. I want to get tell Boots that I want him to come on the podcast. Absolutely, too. He definitely. Would, he would love to because he's gone. He's seen that whole road of like, of like crusty, grimy folk punk busking on the corner for a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. All the way up to to play in a farmers market with families all around. You know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like fuck dressed up to the nines. When we first, when we first met and started playing together, like on fucking Little Ross Street, downtown Red Deer, him and I would just busk tunes, me playing banjo, strumming it with my finger like a fucking asshole. Like a bad asshole. Like a bad asshole. <laughs> and we were just trying to busk just to make enough money so we could get drunk that Right? Night. That's and what it's all that, about. We did that for, we did that for a solid amount of time. Well, you're going to get yeah. drunk and jam anyway. You might as well jam in order to get drunk. Yeah, like, exactly. I never, I, was, I never got into busking because I did most of my jamming in Darcy's basement and Alt. Right. But, I'm over it now. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm not honestly, a folk punk guy. Yeah, I will bring it, it up every episode. I fucking hate folk punk. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's me and Jesse me. Stewart got not into a me. tussle out in front of Dickens because he was acting like a fucking jackass. And like, because of the lifestyles they live, they feel that they can act like fucking jackasses like that. Because they'll right. just drift off to the next fucking town. And it's like, you know, just not my bag, baby. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. not my bag. Yeah. <laughs> I share the same sentiments. I got homies sure. that play, and I got homies that busk, and I got homies that are drifters. And, you know, I got homeless homies. I got all sorts. But I don't got folk punk homies because my homies aren't whiners. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, how about this? What do you got for guitars these days? Because I know you're rocking vintage. Yeah, lots of lots of. Yeah, well, it's a pretty fucking. Lay it out for me. Lay it out. Lay it so right out. Let's go from. Let's uh, let's do it this way. Let's go from oldest to newest. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to think about that kind of hard. But so the oldest currently is a mid '60s Gibson L zero. It's old as fuck. Acoustic guitar. Does it got the f holes in it? No. Uh, I but. Oh, oldest, oldest in terms of year that the instrument was made. I do have a 49 Gibson L50, and that wow. is an arch top. Wow. That is a motherfucker. That's my, that's my. Do you play book. that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got it. I, you got it. That's what I use. Oh, that's like my main stage guitar for, oh. for Hayseed stuff anyway, is this, yeah, Gibson, uh, 1949 L50 and I just fucking love it. It's a cannon. It just like it it sounds it's it's made for playing music of that era. You give that some strums and it sounds like a galloping horse, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. exactly. Oh, it's yeah. so loud. I fucking love that thing so much. And then I have a, a Gibson L50 which is a flat top acoustic yeah. guitar. It's, I think it's like a 64 or 65. Not really sure. It's so old that the serial numbers are rubbed are, off. Are rubbed off, and the entire back on it was replaced like 15 years ago. Oh, the so whole no back sticker. panel. Yeah, the whole. Yeah, the whole. Oh, back of it. that's so, cool though. That's history, man. That's yeah. what it's all about. Uh, and then I have beyond that, I have uh, I have a 1954 Fender console steel. It's, it's no pedals. Oh, lap guitar. Yeah, but it's on legs because it's three. Oh. It's three eight string necks. All, all in different tunings. That's cool. And at, that thing is a it's a beast. I've been playing it for just just over a year. And you play that guy with a slide fucking yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, man. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, <laughs> so that's a that's a fucking sick unit. And then I think everything kind of everything else I have is a little more modern. I have a parts telly I just put together. Uh, the body is an old telly body. I just don't I know where it's from. I love Telecasters, man. Yeah, I had it's, it's I had a uh, baby blue. Or no, it was bright yellow. It was like fucking school bus yellow. I was going to buy it for 150 bucks, and I was going to play just the grossest grindcore on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> and then my buddy went to go pick it up from the shop he had it on consignment at. And then they're like, oh, we forgot to call you and tell you we sold that guitar this week. Cocksucker. But they sold it for 250 So it was like, you know what, man? You're still making an extra $50 on what you were gonna, I was going to pay for it. So, like, right. you know, I'm not mad. But Telecasters, I just... I, I think... That all pastel colored Telecasters need to have at least one grindcore album written on them. <laughs> <laughs> just, just throw a set of, of, of heavier gauge strings on there and just get that out of the way. Or, or else, old Nady Boy is coming for you. <laughs> I'm the fucking, I'm the man in the dark playing grind on your Telecaster. <laughs> what the fuck is that sound? <laughs> Did, did you leave the goddamn window unlocked? Nate's playing grind on the Telecaster again. Acoustically. God damn it, Nate. Get out of the house. <laughs> I'll be back, you bastards. You'll all see. That telly needs grind. <laughs> and then who will be laughing? <laughs> Always Nate. 
Oh man, this episode's sponsored by Two Hoot Smoke Shop and Airdrie. Go to Two Hoot and Airdrie, mention Nate Trash, and get 10% off of your whole purchase. Cheers. You know, that's great because Boots and the Hoots have a song called Too Hot to Hoot. Right? And an album called Too Hot to Hoot. Bro, that's Two why you gotta let. Too Hot to Hoot. That's why you gotta let your banger cool down. Yeah. You gotta let your banger cool down, or else it's, it's way too, too hot, hot to hoot. Yeah. You're gonna fucking puke and cough every. That's why I like my little gadget here. Because you got the button and you give it a push and you give it a puff. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So, moving forward, how long have you been in Calgary for? I've been here just over two years. I moved here two Septembers ago, so yeah, like just, just a little over two years now. <coughs> I fucking love it, man. The best Me decision too. I could have made, honestly. Me too, man. Moving out here was like I got a lot of friends that are like they've lived in Calgary their whole life, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm Vancouver bound. I'm Vancouver bound." And it's like, but why? You know, <laughs> obviously, I wish you the best, and I hope you succeed. Shout out to Hyperia, who's out in Vancouver. Um, but I just don't see the appeal. No. Especially after finding out that what I'm renting here for $950 a month, I'd be paying $2,000 a month for. Oh, yeah. Well, if and I could find like, it. And that's just like without fucking paying utilities. Exactly. Yeah. It, and that's if I could find it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I, I don't know. Maybe I measure my shit a little more rationally now because I have my kid. But I, I, I think the grass is greener where you water it. Yeah, and oh, totally. the only time you should really, and this is, like I said, just me, because a lot of people are, are, are wanderlust, you know, they, they're very much traveler hearted and they want to go and they don't want to put down roots. They want to go and experience life everywhere. And you don't go for it, go for it. But I'm just, I'm really content where I'm at. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I wouldn't be content there. But I really hope everybody who moves away from somewhere that's as great, you know, as what, as what I've experienced here, I hope that it's only to experience something greater. And I just can't see Vancouver through those eyes. Yeah, totally. I, I feel the same way. I mean, like, I mean, I do have some wanderlust in me, but that's why I, I tour. That's exactly. why I'm a touring musician. It's like yeah. that. I like doing that, but then just being able to come home and I've fucking super happy to call calgary home me too it was i've found that in the last couple i lived in red deer for about six years shout out to red deer but red deer is a hood that i could not live in yeah and you know what i never would again i still fuck i have so many people that i love there i was in red deer just a couple weeks ago Uh, i love that fucking place through and through and i love all the homies that live there and like I've been I've been shouting them those motherfuckers out on every episode. Brett Trons, Joey Hunter, fuck the all the crews the crew from Pride Lands, Twenty First Agenda, Yumi Yokai, like those are my guys, man. They have been for years. For fucking years. We used to play Bower Ponds. We played at the fucking Nice the fucking community hall dressing room at fucking Bower Ponds, man. And like I go back with those guys. I can't wait to have them on the fucking podcast. Fuck yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't know Joey super well, but all our interactions have been great. And I, yeah, I fucking love Trons. He's one yeah. of the grandest. One of he's one of the closest to old lady boys' hearts. 
we went, me and Joey boy lived in Sundry together. Oh, and nice. we experienced a lot of life together, and we both I, I was born in Sundry originally. Sundry's, oh, nice. Sundry's my, my real hometown. So. Right on. Shout out to Sundry. Not really. Yeah, not, not really. really. <laughs> not really. Just like. Because, like, uh, that's one place. That's one place where I suggest everybody move away from at least oh, once. Oh, yeah. Get, <laughs> get out of that place. You know, like, I, I hate... I hate talking shit, but it's appropriate because you know it's trash talk. Yeah. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna insult anybody directly, but I feel that I feel that that's just a place. That's just a hole. It's a vortex. You can't gain unless you unless you're able to to travel long distances or unless you have a really good social network. You're not gonna be able to gain in a place like that. There's no resources. There's no resources for for uh, expression and movement. Yeah, you know? yeah. You can create that, but it needs the rest of that place to also support that. And sundry and many towns like it. Old, don't old, have that. Too, old has tracks though. Yeah, but you know, and you know, it's like you know, fair. It's a small town, but at least there's parts of it that are fairly progressive for a small town. I've had good times in both towns, totally. but I would never, I would never move back to either. Yeah, me neither. And now with Not with the way reason. that the way that the the world's been turning with COVID and everything, um, I just don't see myself really needing to move anywhere. Yeah, no. Or move around anywhere. No, you know, like I. I couldn't do what I... The current living and work situation I have is just too good to pass up. Well, and that's... I'm counting my blessings every day because I just found a new job. And just now I'm finally getting back on track to to achieving some success here. Fingers crossed I'll be able to get some new equipment and take trash talk to another... The next step up with some, some videos and some independent miking and, and you know... Right now, this is all done off of one mic, and we're just chilling, having a chat, right? Got to go from the bare bones. And uh, I'm very fortunate. You're very fortunate. A lot of people I know are, are very fortunate as well. And uh, just got to count the blessings every day. Oh, man, and absolutely. keep taking it as it rolls. I just, honestly, I'm, I'm so thankful that I've been able to still gig a shitload. Like, just not tour. I've but that's just it. A lot of people, gigs, but. a lot of people would still be able to, you know, quote unquote gig if they put the effort in. But a lot of people don't feel that they should be gigging for free. Right. I mean, it's my, it's all I've done for a living for the last like five years, with you know some part time shit here and there. But like, I do it because I love it. But I also need to because I I haven't put this much time into it to not do it. Of course, it looks different. And playing singing behind plexiglass fucking isn't that fun sometimes. But it's you still playing. I, I still have You're to do still it. Playing, do it. man. Yeah. That's and that's this. I I I can totally relate to that because you know now that once again not not making music anymore. Not even really looking into creating music anymore. Um. That kind of expression is behind me, but I'm still doing this because I still need to express myself. I talk mm. in order to breathe. I feel that if I don't express myself vocally, 
um, express my my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions, um, how much I care for people. How much like I, you, you're one of my best friends. You're an amazing fucking individual. Likewise, I please. feel that if I don't express and say those things, I'm gonna fade out of existence. I feel that I'll just turn into another fucking crack in the sidewalk. You know what I mean? Fit into the line just like everybody else. And that's just not me. I just can't do that. No, fuck that. Same thing as you, man. That's never been you and it'll never be you. Well, and you know, you've seen... You remember (laughs) when we were kids, I was fucking... I was a little bit fucking nutty. You were fucking cannon. Wild card, but I was a little bit... Yeah, and I've always been... I've always been that kind of super charismatic super outward individual it's just now i channel it more towards uplifting other people that's what it's all about now uplifting as many individuals i can come into contact with and and making them feel good for even just making their heart glow for just a second yeah i do and you you really have been even though like fuck nate and i have not hung out in probably like five years (laughs) which is crazy (laughs) but i love you want a pepsi uh no i'm okay thanks man but I love how uplifting you are, just even via social media, man. It's really great to see. Got and it. I, and, I, and I love seeing you fucking people call people out for their bullshit. I had I to like delete that. my Facebook. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's totally fair. Because... Cesspool, well, there's too many people that are expressing opinions that they don't understand. They're just saying it because it's the only way they can collect their thoughts and spit it out. Mm. And it's like, I know you're not ignorant like that. But I know if I keep trying to, to point these things out, you're going to keep feeling fucking attacked because we're not sitting face to face. We're not sitting like me and you are now, obviously respectfully distanced. You know, we're not sucking on each other's fucking faces. I'm not sitting on Tyler's lap. He's not sitting on my lap. We have our space. We have our airflow. But uh, yeah, I kind of I lost my train of thought of where I was going with this. I'm I'm sorry. Choo, I'm, choo. Yeah, I'm stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That's all good, man. Yeah. Mm. Long story short, Calgary's fucking dope. Calgary's I dope. Here. Tyler's dope, and he's got to perform. Nate rules, and he needs to make as many people as possible feel good for the rest of his life because. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> what I'm good at. <laughs> good at lipping Absolutely. off. <laughs> so. Let's go back to you though. Um, when you're when you go about writing a song like old swing country, getting some riffs together for one of your own pieces, what's you, like your main influences for that kind of stuff? What's the music that really gets you revved up for writing? Oh, like honestly, instrumental music mm. a lot. And I write write a lot of instruments. Well, you were saying Django Reinhardt, right? Yeah. So I love I love stuff like that because it spurs. I suggest everybody go to YouTube and search Django Reinhardt. You, you cannot watch this man and this mustache play guitar without feeling good and smiling. Yeah. You just can't. There's something busted in your heart. If, if you've <laughs> heard the theme song for Monsters Inc. You know what kind of music we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> exactly. But I, I love instrumental music beca- because it sp- it spurs an emotion. It's You really, truly interpret it like however the fuck you want. You can with lyrics too, but I find it's just like it doesn't cloud... It doesn't cloud my brain with trying to write a song about a subject 
before I start doing it, right? Like, but it does spur, you know, does it spurs spur so certain emotions. Inspiration. And, exactly. I, I know exactly what you mean because with a song with lyrics and with vocals on it, you're still following along with that. With and that person is still saying words. Exactly. Whether yeah. whether whether in my kind of music where you can't really understand it, or your kind of music where it's entirely a story, mm-hmm. you're gonna follow that music with that story, and that music is gonna be the uh, emotional interpretation of that of that lyrical expression. So I I know exactly what you mean with instrumental music. You get to put your own story to it, depending on how you feel when you listen to that music or the reason behind why you're even listening to that music. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm totally with you on that, man. Yeah, so that that that's a big part of it. And then a lot of it is also just, you know, personal personal experience for sure. And I I like I write pretty light hearted music. For, for, for this band anyway. I write other songs, you know, that aren't Red Hot Hayseeds will never touch, but what I write for that band, it's very, it's it's light-hearted, but like, well-arranged music. I, I got guess. an acoustic guitar in the bedroom. Oh, yeah? If you want to play a little riff. Yeah, I could riff on something for Let's you. just, just a little, let's just get a little, because a lot of my, a lot of my listeners don't, uh, and some of them might, like, I got, I got one buddy, uh, Frankie Valley, Frankie Froglicker, he's one of the greatest. <laughs> Uh, I could show you some of his tunes too. You really, I think you and him should get together. You guys would be great friends. I'm gonna have him on the podcast eventually. Awesome. But uh, he might be the only person I can think of who knows what kind of music we're talking about. <laughs> awesome. It might need to be tuned. It's all good, I time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna take a hot minute. Just give her what? a sec here. Yeah. What uh what 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 are you looking for? What are you <laughs> Some Django style, man. Something with a lot of really fancy finger work that makes you feel good. I'm trying to get the point across of the Monsters Inc. theme song thing. <laughs> Carolyn Mark, I tune because I care. <laughs> Do you imagine playing some of this stuff out of tune? <laughs> no, it happens, and it's. There was I remember hearing about uh, a guitar player who turned tuned all of his guitar strings to the same to the same uh, tuning for a show. I can't remember. I can't remember how I came across that. That sounds, piece like, of a, that sounds like a Max Cavalera move. <laughs> I I can't I can't remember who it was, but it was someone, and I definitely read it online, so it's got to be true, right? <laughs> the internet would never lie to me. Me and the internet have a very strong personal relationship. <laughs> uh, you, you said you wanted something Django vibey. Some yeah. Do you need a, another pick? I got oh, a no. bag full of picks. If you need, you're I good. Got this bad daddy. Play some yeah. Play something jammy. Yeah, there you go.
Oh man, it gets me every time. Hell yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, I'm just fucking around. That was that so was good. I was like around. I was like recording it and I got a I got a hole in the wall behind your head from a couple years ago when old Nady boy was mad at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to change the angle because it was distracting me. <laughs> it's all good. Man, you're so rad. That was awesome. Oh, that thanks, man. that kind of stuff is what dreams are made of. Truly, yeah, I would say so. That's the good stuff. Like, it makes me feel good about doing stuff, doing summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, you still got that in your hand. Might as well play something of yours. Yeah, yeah, I can play a little, little tune. Show these you know beauties what? what you have to offer. I'll, uh... I'll uh, play Galvane's Groove. This is an instrumental tune that I wrote. Let's see if I can pull it off here.
<laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> so much spice. <laughs> Thanks, man. Everybody, little, Tyler Allen from the Red Hot Hayseeds. A little sloppy jalopy. But man, right. that's what it's all about, yeah. <laughs> though. I pretty, I walked into my bedroom and, and brought the guitar out for you to play. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that was great. That's, Thanks, what, that's what it's all about, man. Thanks, buddy. That was really good. You're definitely not playing heavy metal. No, definitely not. But I fucking miss it, man. I really do. I've just, you know, like, I've been, I do love playing, and I, but I also make my living playing country music, swing, blues, jazz, all that kind of stuff. Is that, like, you said you do that for a job. That's what you do for a job. That is what I do for a job. And then for, since last September, I do work for a luthier doing, like, tech work three or four days out of the week. So I've been what? doing that. Yeah. So I've been doing that just, it's actually was like a year last week. And he lives down the street from my house. His name's Steve Rosidas over at R Guitars. Shout out. Uh, he does, the dude is an amazing craftsman and. Potential podcast guest. Very much so. He would, he would do it in a heartbeat. Hell yeah. Uh, Steve Rosidas, hell of a dude. Hell of a craftsman. Um, like absolutely incomparable attention to detail just an artist uh, eh? uh, yeah and just just a really great person to work for and learn from so for this is like the first time since since the schooling that i've really been doing it for a living like been utilizing the skills that you paid immensely for yeah exactly (laughs) so we do you know tons of setups and different repairs refrets all that sort of thing all the fun stuff all the fun stuff so i do that and then otherwise just gig and i've been doing that uh, you know, it was about five years ago that I started playing mostly, mostly playing for a living, having part-time work, and then as time went on, playing just got a little bit busier, do a lot of hired-out stuff, uh, just like hired hired gun shit, for yeah, all, all kinds of stuff, and then after that, you know, it made it so I couldn't, like, having a part-time job wasn't super feasible, yeah. So I just, just it made money, playing. but it wasn't. Yeah, it was still you know. My, and my rent was, you know, fairly cheap. It still is. You know, I live a certain way so that I can. I know all about you know, that, man. Yeah, maintaining you know, a certain lifestyle so yeah. you can live your life. Yeah, and it's great. You know, it's. I this is the first time in my life where I'm really actually feeling like I'm getting ahead. I'm like, a very financially and otherwise. So like, yeah, I'm a very, very uh, vocal participant. In don't chase a dollar if you can still do what you want to do in life. Yeah. If you oh, if you want to yeah, do man. something in life, do it now. Do yeah. it now. Do a little bit every day until you're doing it nonstop. Because for me, I worked construction for years, but it's just to get the money that I need. Totally, and that's what I was doing. That I was working in. Property restoration and commercial construction. Yeah. Probably the first four years that I lived in Red Deer. That's that's most. And you can bet doing. once I figure out how to make a mo- make money doing this, I will be. Yeah, I definitely yeah. will be. And who knows the way the the way that the entertainment climate's going, I might be back on stage doing live podcasts before bands are back on stage doing live shows. Yeah, yeah, totally. which is crazy to think about, even compared to a couple months ago. Where I was trying to make music and trying to get a, a band back going again. Yeah. It's weird how life works. You gotta love it. You gotta <laughs> yeah. love every minute of yeah, it. Yeah, I really I know do. I do. Yeah. I know it's I do. It's been wild. It's been a it's been a wild 
last couple of years, that's for sure. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. No, man, this is the kind of stuff... Greatness is forged in the crucible of war. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that uh, that forces an individual to determine what they are willing to prioritize in life over what or what they're willing to change in life over what they were willing to prioritize before. Because a lot of people were working for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend, and that's very sad. Yeah, <laughs> the song is the song as uplifting as it may be. <laughs> the message is a bit of a bummer. <laughs> it's very sad that you know. It's very sad that you have to draw through life in order to get to a two-day gap. Yeah, in order exactly. to live. Come on, yeah, that's, that's not good. Before you know it, ten years has gone by, and the only thing that's changed is you might have had a couple dollars added yeah. to your wage, but you're still doing the same thing over and totally. over. Totally, and you know what? I think, but I do think a lot of people in our generation, like within you know ten years on either side, are are becoming a little uh, more inventive. Technology and, age, man. Yeah, totally. Not even in, inventive, just like more. Uh, cognizant of the fact that they can do what they love for work. Oh yeah, so many different avenues. Look at streaming. Look at the way streaming's gone and look at the way look at the money that people are making from streaming and online gaming. Yeah, that's what Dana and I were doing when COVID first I remember, I watched watched some of your streams. And it was, you know, it was weird and it was a process like you know, to figure out how to get decent sound and it's like I'm still in that state, those yeah. stages too with the podcast. Like it makes me nervous thinking about thinking about search engine optimization and figuring out the proper places to host. And mm-hmm. you know, would it be better if I just got a, a my own website so I could host all my own stuff on there and go into full full uh, entertainment journalist mode where I'm writing blogs and I'm doing album reviews and I'm hosting space and I'm I'm uh, you know bringing people's music on and giving exclusive exclusives and generating traffic and it's like wow man that's well if you build it they will come well and it's very daunting for me it's very daunting for me but at least you know at least i don't have to worry about it because it's not my income yeah you know whereas you you had to you had to adapt to a situation that could have been really scary and shut you down you know Yeah. yeah i've never known you to be that kind of person though i've always known you to be a very forward thinking positive person Never, uh, I gotta be a, where's Tyler at? We, I, we haven't seen him for a month. Where's he been? And then, oh, I went through some stuff. I had to deal with it. You've never been that kind of guy. You've always been the, the moving forward. I got this on the go. I got this on the go. So for me, it was not any surprise to see you just keep on trucking. Especially once again, country music, very accessible. Totally. Very, uh, very positive music. Well, it can be very negative at times. Yeah, for but sure. Not, There's a lot of this. Not, ne- not necessarily negative as emotional. Yes, yeah. Because exactly. there's, at least I haven't heard country music that, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm stoned again. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of like thinly veiled negativity, but it's, it's dressed up. In an upbeat when you play riffs way. like that man when <laughs> yeah. you play riffs like that that right there is the riff that people should play when they get somebody to go serve somebody court papers you need it in court in three weeks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your wife's divorcing you and she wants half of everything 
<laughs> it would ease it. It would ease the ease the situation. Have you ever watched that movie, uh, The League? I don't think so, no. Well, there's a character, John Lajoie's character in the league. Oh man, no. I he I'm had, familiar with him, but not the not the show. He had this he had this this business in the show where he'd send cowboys to to sing bad news to people. And uh, it was called, and he parked his space on the Dallas Cowboys web server and ended up taking over their web space and getting paid like a million dollars by the Dallas Cowboys to give back their, their <laughs> website. It's a, it's a wild show. You got to check it out. But honestly, all news is good news. If it's sung to you in like old thirties country swing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I have tested it and will... And I will maintain. (laughs) I can say from experience. I can say from repeatable evidence in a controlled environment. (laughs) Well, from on Saturday (laughs) night, we played a stellar gig at the Blues Can. My aunt owns the Blues Can. Tina Wilson. Tina's my aunt. Oh my fucking god! Tina was my dad's best man when my parents got married. What? Yeah. Okay, so. I love Tina. She's so the that's greatest. Great. She's a, the greatest. We, I, I've been playing there quite a lot lately. So I, I see Tina on the regular, and she's, she's been great. Tina, shout out to Tina. Shout out You're to Tina. Shout bomb. out to Dan Neal. Shout out to the whole crew at the Blues Can. Yeah. Everybody, go spend immense amounts of money at the Blues Can because the music is fantastic and the food is amazing as well. Shit, yeah. So that is so great. That's. right right it's true it's true oh man and she was just telling me because i told told her that i'm from olds she was telling me that she's got family there sundry didsbury lived in all those places and i was like oh yeah we know some of the same people and that's right it's one of the best people tina is so great i'm so lucky to call her aunt after especially after moving out here and finding out how important she is to Calgary's music scene as well. Yeah. Oh, and totally. Realizing that, you know, I was involved with the other end of the music scene and she's been at the blues can for years and years and years, you know? And it's like, wow, small world, you know, it's crazy how the, it's crazy how people work like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. she's so fantastic. Once I get some, once I get my, my affairs back in order. I'm definitely going there and buying immense amounts of good food. Yeah, as you should. Nate doesn't drink lots anymore for very good reason. <laughs> but all that extra, I'll obviously buy drinks just because you don't. And this is something, you know, a two drink minimum at bars is more important now than ever. Yeah. You know, especially like Dickens. Dickens shut down for a full six months. They weren't willing to risk any of it. And they put something very poignant in one of their Instagram posts is... We have tables that you can book. If you're booking for less than full occupancy of the table, only book one less and yeah. don't come without wanting to spend money, you know? And it's like, before all of this happened, that would be insulting to say, you know? But now it's, you need to be honest. Oh, fuck and yeah. you need to, it's a very to, real thing for a lot of businesses. It's like, fuck huge yeah. Huge shout outs to Dickens. I'm going to be trying to contact Chris Hewitt here soon and trying to get him on the podcast nice. because that will be very interesting to hear because uh, he also was able to adapt and started a Twitch channel for Dickens and has been doing DJ sets on Twitch. That's great. You know? See? And you know what? Bang. People in that position and creative types, they just, they adapt. 
you know, they do whatever they can because they have to. They have to. And if you give up, I'm very sad that you were in that position where you had to give up. But Mm -hmm. if you want that dry ass fucking opinion again, maybe you didn't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, I'm not going to speak for business mm-hmm. owners. No. Oh, I'm not going to speak for business owners yeah. who lost their Hold businesses. The I could never, ever relate to the stresses that come with running a business, much less almost or losing a business. Mm-hmm. So I am not ever going to speak on that point. I'm going to speak on a point that I know, and that's being an entertainer through a tough time. Fuck yeah. And if you don't adapt and you don't change, well... I hope the next thing that you moved on to was just as satisfying, and I hope all of your ends were justified to leave. Yeah. Because they, I'm not making music anymore because I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. I, if I wanted to, I still would. I'm not giving up on it. I, actually, you know what? The next podcast, I'll probably put on the two hyperviolent tracks that we finished recording. Just because, you know, we're on our way. Um, moving forward, Influences. Now that we've talked enough about ourselves, and I have talked way more than enough about myself, <laughs> let's talk more about you and about your influences, like names. What's, uh, we said Django Reinhardt. What do you go back to for, for influence when it's like, okay, I need to listen to some tunes to clear my head because I got to get in the zone. Like, what kind of artists are, are you running through on your playlist? Because I know for me, It's not the same kind of music that people would expect. Yeah. And I honestly, lately, especially when I'm like driving around or just at home by myself, I like to listen to fucking heavy music because it's different than what I'm, than when I'm playing And I know, I know you. That's a huge part of it. Tyler slays. Tyler Allen slays some mad, mad metal. Um, if you, and, and the funny thing is Cole Brogdon. Oh, such a ripper. Cole Brogdon plays... Just hung out with him last weekend. The dude fucking shreds so incredibly (laughs) hard. And he plays guitar in a ska band. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We could never... I I personally could never get him interested in playing metal here. And I tried. Cole, come jam. Come play some guitar. Because between you, Brogdon, and Martell, those are three super solid guitar players. You could name a Slipknot or a System of a Down song, and Martel would know how to play. Oh yeah, for finish. sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. start to finish, no problem. Um, he was, and he was getting up on Lamb of God too. Oh fuck yeah! But we could never get Brogdon interested. I'm pretty sure Graham plays bass in that band still. What I can't remember what they're called. Oh, Big Ugly Jim's gonna be so sad that I forgot the name of their man. I fucking can't remember either. Ha! You're gonna yeah. get you yeah. get trouble too. Yeah. Steve, Steve is the singer. Steve is the singer, and uh, man, it's been so long since shows that you, before it was right. like you see a poster and you see all the names on it, and you're like, yeah, and then you 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 check out the name, and then you get flashes of the faces that are involved with that band. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's been no there's been no posters, Tyler. There's been no I flashes. Know. There's been zero flashes. <laughs> But yeah, what it, what I've been listening to lately for just like get me hyped or whatever, I listen to a lot of Converge again. Mm, I just saw a, a video clip released of them playing show in 2002. Yeah, I fucking love that band. And I really like uh, Agoraphobic Nosebleed. Big fucking fan of that band. Uh, I gotta find out the name of their, their ska band. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. Uh, I really like Russian Circles. Ooh, Fucking yeah. Have you heard of Molotov band. Solution? 
I don't think so. Check out Molotov Solution and check out Landmine Marathon and check out the Ocean Collective. They Ooh, just that rings a bell. They just the released a new a, a new tune and for the first time in years. And the Ocean is one of my favorite bands when I was in high school. And then they just stopped making music. Mm. Check that shit out. Fuck That's yeah. very good, very heavy prog. Awesome. Uh, I really like ISIS as well. Oh, ISIS is have you heard? Have you heard of uh, NE? Oh my fucking lord! I am the worst with band names right now. Ah, uh, eh, mm, oh shit! I got neurosis. Neurosis. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Fucking uh, Polyphia. Yeah, Polyphia, Polyphia is really, really mind-bending. Yeah, it's it's like I, I can only listen to so much because it, it just gets to a point where I'm like, it's an overload. It's beats so, and it's amazingly progressive music. And yeah. then that's another streamer, the guitar player. She streams video games and playthrough videos on oh, Twitch as well. Nice. Yeah, everybody's jumping on, man. Adaptation is key. Adaptation is key. Yeah. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't change the way you're living just because you feel that society needs you to change or you feel that you need to change in order to cope. You know, mm-hmm. some people do. I'm not an analyst of, of situation of everybody's individual situation, but I think I can broadly stroke the fact that overtly changing overnight because of circumstances outside of your control. Um is not something that should you should do irrationally. No, no. And Absolutely I feel that not. some people give up too easy. Continue I with agree. your meta, continue with your metal influences, friend. Like we keep oh, going. I mean, that's yeah. Those are those are the big ones as of late for sure. And like yeah, like I said, I that stuff is so inspiring for me to listen to just because I don't like currently. I haven't created an outlet for myself to to play that stuff really at at this juncture in time. And a lot of time is spent like learning songs for playing with other people or I have a new instrumental band that's like we play TV show theme songs and like it's it's country and swing as well but we're you know that's pretty cool it's it's a lot of fun it's we're we're playing we do like our own takes on some classic country songs where like myself or the pedal steel will play the vocal melody and then we'll just improvise we get weird with it and so that's that. We have dubbed ourselves the Midnight Corn Dogs. Oh, very that's smooth. Been, <laughs> it's been a lot of very fun. delicious. So I've, I've been spending a lot of time writing and doing some arranging for that. And I'm gonna message. I'm gonna text Mark Russell and I'm gonna ask him the name of Jim's ska band. Sounds good, buddy. I actually have to go. Okay, well, you know what? But I wish I didn't have to, but that's okay, man. That's okay. We're uh, we're rounding up on the end of t- on ending it anyway. And guess what? We'll just do another one in a, in a little I would while, love man. That. There's no I would problem. Absolutely love that, Tyler. Thanks for sitting down with me. Thanks for uh, sitting down with my listeners, and thanks for playing some riffs for us too. That hey, was, man. Thanks for asking. That was absolutely Dude, fucking thank you delightful. so much for having me. It, this is actually the perfect first hang in. Right? Too fucking long. And it's productive. Exactly. It's it productive. Does you got the wheels in my brain turning. Yeah, man. It's great. It's been great. Tyler, it's always great to sit and chat with you, man. We're going to be doing this a lot more often. I hope your show goes well tonight. Thank you very and, much. And, uh, yeah, man. Everybody who, uh, who listened, thank you for listening. 
Uh, if anybody stuck around to the end, send me a personal message and I might send you something nice. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what, yeah. you know. It sounds, still trying, it sounds promising. Some sweet treats. Nady Boy's got presents for people who, uh, who support him. Because, hey, that's what it's all about. It's about support. Absolutely. So for another episode of Trash Talk, I've been and always will be Nate Trash. And this has been one of my best friends, Mr. Tyler Allen. Say goodbye, Mr. Tyler. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Yeah. Cheers, guys. All right. Back on Trash Talk. Tyler Allen, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm fucking doing real well. Real, real well. Doing real good? Driving, surviving. Fuck yeah, man! I saw you doing those. I saw you doing those curbside concerts with your girlfriend there, and that's pretty badass. Yeah, I say. it's it's dope, man. It's made it so that you know, like, been able to gig as much as I usually would. It just looks a little different. Well, know? and if you think about it, like, it, it, I, Tyler's Tyler plays country music. Tyler's an amazing guitarist. He uh, he also is a luthier. I don't know how long it's been since you you built a guitar though. It's been it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a hot minute for sure. <laughs> but uh, Tyler's also one of my oldest friends from back in olds. We went to middle school together. We've been buddies for a long, long, long time, and we like we like drifted apart and then met back up again through fucking music. Indeed. Yeah, man. Because you went away to school to learn how to build guitars, and. You left everybody behind, and it was like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to do that too. I can't wait to find something that takes me away from the same old cycles and routines as everybody else in this fucking town. And sure enough, it was the music that did that, and I was out of there. But when did you get into country music? I mean, it's kind of always been there. Like, my grandfather is a country and bluegrass musician. Being in old, it's one of those things, oh, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he, and like, my grandparents partially raised me they, they raised me a good a good portion of my my early years and he gave me my first acoustic guitar so when it was time to play with grandpa you fucking bet your ass oh we're yeah playing hank williams you bet your ass <laughs> we're playing bluegrass standards and i i did always genuinely like it it's just then i got got into playing heavy music throughout high school and then it kind of just came full circle yeah man. and i didn't have that really have that outlet anymore when i moved to the island because it was just like you know, I didn't really have any homies there except who I was going to school with, and it was such a varying range of ages. I I didn't play in bands then. I was just in the program, so it it all came back around. And then I started, you know, I was introduced to like Django Reinhardt and Western Swing, which is like yeah, country like, meets jazz. I love that shit. So that's oh, the kind of so music. Fun. That's the kind of music that makes me just like, you know what? I'm just gonna get up and toddle around and do stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes me wanna makes me wanna walk around town and smoke cigarette. I don't even smoke cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it just you know, the more I got into that style and especially that just that style of guitar playing, it's like, oh man, this is this is the fucking shit. And as I started playing that, I mean, it, it was a kind of a long process into actually starting to do that. Uh, consistently, like playing playing consistent shows, doing that sort of thing, and I just found it was so accessible for for so many different people. Oh yeah, you man! Know, like fucking metalheads were coming to our shows. Old people. Well, were you get to, to play shows, at farmers like, markets, and exactly. you get to play at big shows, and it's like because of the accessibility, it's not abrasive, it's not offensive, it's not super aggressive, 
And it's it's fucking fun, man. Yeah. It's fun. Like, I myself just discovered that kind of music through Pokey Lafarge. Yeah. Oh, and, he's oh, a man. man. He, I think he's really responsible for bringing a lot, like, for being like the gateway drug so to speak yeah he he lives that he lives that lifestyle like i got him on instagram and all his clothes even reflect that period yeah it's like wow man i love you bro but like you're borderline hipster yo totally and it's like but you know what man that those labels and shit are bullshit because like i'm if you think about it i'm still a fucking skid that's just that's just the way I look and the way I am. And if that's the way you get labeled by just living your life, then after a while, you just got to start to embrace that shit. Like, I've been going by Nate Trash for fucking 10 years now. Yeah. Fuck it, man. You know what I mean? That's If that's who you are, then you got to do it. And if you play country music, and you're going to play the, the music that you love, and you're going to pour your heart out, you have to do it 100% or else... Nobody's going to resonate with you properly when you're spreading that message. Yeah, you can't be half in. Exactly. Because if you're, you're... That's karaoke. Karaoke is fucking half... Is, is a half performance. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, if you... I, I've seen lots of cover bands that play and they get paid because they can play for two hours and they get paid like... A thousand bucks in a fucking night plus yeah. their bar tab yeah. and it's like but why like <laughs> I, cool money yay but you yeah. know what man i want to play my fucking songs yeah i want to play the songs that rev me the fuck up and who knows you know once again i add that this is my shit dry ass shitty opinion Maybe those are the songs that get them revved up, and they truly do enjoy that. It's but in my eyes, save that space for the originals. Yeah, <laughs> save that space for the people who are working hard on making their own shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And I like, I I agree with that sentiment to like, to a to a certain degree, I guess, because I mean, in a lot of the music that I play, like you in in my band Red Hot Hayseeds, we do original stuff but we also do like a lot of swing standards and yeah. just the the music of that era that i love and is that with your girlfriend too yeah yeah fantastic absolutely. she's got such a great voice yeah she's fucking Fuck yeah. theater watched... trained and mm. like she's a thousand times better singer than i'll ever you're gonna be have to introduce voice. me to her one day Definitely. we'll have to me and you and our ladies will have to go on a walk through the park before it gets fucking gross out. i would love that yeah but you know, it'll be a real nice we'll roll a couple big fat gongers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's go back. Let's take it back to the old days of Boots and the fucking Hoots. Yeah, buddy. What's going on with Boots these days? Do you talk He's, to him still? Yeah, oh, totally. He, he was the last person I texted her before I came over here. Really? He, so he lives in Drumheller now. Like, we're, we're, still, we're still playing music you together. You fucking tell him old Nate Trash says howdy do. I will. And, and next will. time you see him, you give I'll him... I'll see him a, tonight. Yeah, you yeah. give him a double fucking squeeze <laughs> yeah. for old Nate boy. Deal, deal. Yeah, we're, he's, he's living in... Uh, in drum heller with his partner laura nice uh, we lived together for basically on and off for like five years oh yeah like in red deer as well as tour together so you know we it's we we did some like covid uh covid protocol shows over there nice. over the course of what would have been stampede oh, and that was the last nice. time we're playing in left down in lethbridge in a couple weeks I know a lot, I got lots of homies in the punk scene in Lethbridge. Oh, tight. Like, what bar are you playing at? Where are you playing? Playing the Slice. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. yeah. And then actually, my Red Hot Hayseeds are playing the Slice tomorrow night. 
Hell yeah, man. Uh, shout out to all the homies in Lethbridge. Uh, I gotta go down there and do some podcasts too. Fuck yeah. I got, like, there's, there's lots of, of really amazing, not just musicians, but personalities Truly. involved with the music and the bands. Truly. That they don't get the exposure because they're not focused on talking about themselves and they're not focused right. on, on marketing themselves. And, you know, that's cool. So I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know, I'm the same way. I'm not focused on marketing myself per se, but I I talk in order to breathe. Yes, yeah, so, but you're good at it. You're well, good at doing it for yourself. I need to perform. People. I need to perform to express myself. And if I'm not making music anymore, but I, and I would love to still make music, but I feel that I've moved past it right now. Yeah, it's like at this juncture. At this like. point, I feel that a band, having a band and trying to 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 set up uh, jams and then recording and coordinate and everything, I feel that it's just not in my brain space right now. So I feel That's that fair, man, it's a lot of fucking work. It, you know, it really it's a is. Fuck of work. And you really, have to. Really everybody is. has to equally be on board to doing that. Yeah. Because when there's because when it's not when one person just isn't, it makes it so much fucking harder for everyone. Well, exactly. And that brings me back around to why we're talking. Because, yeah. you know, I've known you for a long time. You, your personality had an effect on building my personality. And you've been my, one of my really good friends for a long time. But I want people to hear what you have to say and to experience the way you think about these things. And that's what I feel we, I should be doing now. The same way that you feel you still need to play this music regardless of fucking... People shutting shit down, and that's I fucking commend you for that, buddy. Thanks. Man. I really do because there's a lot of people who just, you know, just grit their teeth and couldn't do it. And it's not for lack of trying; it's for prioritization of the most important things in their lives. Yeah. And once yeah. again, a lot of people that I know—very aggressive music, very intense music, very expressive and performance-based music—not something where you know. Not something that's as as sound as sound oriented and as feel oriented. Well, it's hard to say. It's hard to express that what I'm trying to say. I, I think I think I know what you mean. I mean, it's it's part of the same. You know, you're, it's part of the same ball game, but you're playing on different teams and different exactly. leagues. Exactly. You know? Your music, different leagues for sure. Your music is based on on the enjoyment of just having that music present. Totally. Whereas the music that I play and the music that I'm used to and most of my friends and family are used to is very much at the show, involved with the show. We're trying to get a message across through our band and our music and it's not going to be the easiest to accept. Oh man, I should probably turn off my phone. <laughs> um, boots. That guy, I watched a show where he was dressed... In a vest, shorts, and skate shoes, and then I've seen videos of him dressed like fucking Hank Williams, man. <laughs> like, holy... I, and the songs that he can write, his lyrics... Oh, what was... There was one... Uh, Vagabond with the bread bags on his feet. Yeah, yeah, from Pinecone Cowboy. Oh, yeah, man! I couldn't get enough of that. 
The sound that was coming through his microphone sounded like an old 50s fucking phonograph. Yeah. I was just yeah, hooked, man. You gotta, you gotta give, I wanna get, tell Boots that I want him to come on the podcast. Absolutely. You Definitely. Would love to. Because he's gone, he's seen that whole road of like, of like crusty, grimy folk punk busking on the corner for a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. All the way up to, to play in a farmer's market. With families all around, you know. Yeah, oh, I mean, like fucking dressed nine. up to the nines. When we first, when we first met and started playing together, like on fucking Little Ross Street downtown Red Deer, him and I would just busk tunes. Me playing banjo, strumming it with my finger like a fucking asshole, like a bad asshole, like a bad <laughs> asshole. And we were just trying to busk just to make enough money so we could get drunk. That right? And That's we what did it's that. All about. We did that for. We did that for a solid amount of time. Well, you're going to get yeah. drunk and jam anyway. You might as well jam in order to get drunk. Yeah, like, exactly. I never, I, was, I never got into busking because I did most of my jamming in Darcy's basement and Holt. Right. But, I'm over it now. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm not a folk punk over, guy. Yeah, I will bring it, it up every episode. I fucking hate folk punk. Yeah. It's, yeah it's me and Jesse me. Stewart got not into a me. tussle out in front of Dickens because he was acting like a fucking jackass. And like, because of the lifestyles they live, they feel that they can act like fucking jackasses like that. Because they'll right. just drift off to the next fucking town. And it's like, you know, just not my bag, baby. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. not my bag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I share the same sentiments. I got homies sure. that play, and I got homies that busk. And I got homies that are drifters. And, you know, I got homeless homies. I got all sorts. I don't got folk punk homies because my homies aren't whiners. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, well, how about this? What do you got for guitars these days? Because I know you're rocking vintage. Yeah, lots of... Lots of... Yeah, well, it's a pretty fucking... Lay it out for me. Lay it out. Lay it right out. Let's go from... Let's uh, let's do it this way. Let's go from oldest to newest. Okay, yeah. I'll have to think about that kind of hard. But So the oldest currently is... A mid-60s Gibson L0. It's old as fuck. Acoustic guitar. Does it got the F-holes in it? No. Uh, I, but... Oh. Oldest, oldest in terms of year that the instrument was made. I do have a 49 Gibson L50. And that wow. is an arch top. Ooh, that is wowie. a motherfucker. That's my... That's my... Do you play that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. You got it. I, you got it. That's what I use. Oh, that's like my main stage guitar for, oh. for Hayseed stuff anyway is this... Yeah, Gibson uh, 1949 L50, and I just fucking love it. It's a canon. It just, like... It, it sounds... It's it's made for playing music of that era. You give that some strums and it sounds like a galloping horse. Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's yeah. so loud. I fucking love that thing so much. And then I have a, a Gibson L50, which is a flat top acoustic yeah. guitar. It's, I think it's like a '64 or '65. Not really sure. It's so old that the serial numbers are, are rubbed off. Are rubbed off, and the entire back on it was replaced like 15 years ago. Oh, so the there's whole no back sticker. panel. Yeah, the whole yeah the whole oh. back of it. That's so, cool, though. That's history, man. That's yeah. what it's all about. Uh, and then I have... Beyond that, I have... Uh, I have a 1954 
Fender console steel. It's, it's no pedals. Oh, lap guitar. Yeah, but it's on legs because it's three. Oh. It's three eight-string necks. Ooh. All all in different tunings. That's cool. And that that thing is a it's a beast. I've been playing it for just just over a year. And you play that guy with the slide. Fucking, yeah. Oh exactly. yeah, man. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, so that's nice. a that's a fucking sick unit. And then I think everything. Kind of everything else I have is a little more modern. I have a parts telly I just put together. Uh, the body is an old telly body. I just don't I know where it's from. I love Telecasters, man. Yeah, I had it's, it's I had a uh, baby blue. Or no, it was bright yellow. It was like fucking school bus yellow. I was going to buy it for 150 bucks, and I was going to play just the grossest grindcore on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> and then my buddy went to go pick it up from the shop he had it on consignment at. And then they're like, oh, we forgot to call you and tell you we sold that guitar this week. Oh, but they sold it for 250 So it was like, you know what, man? You're still making an extra $50 on what you were gonna, I was going to pay for it. So, like, right. you know, I'm not mad. But Telecasters, I just... I, I think... That all pastel colored Telecasters need to have at least one grindcore album written on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just throw a set of, of, of heavier gauge strings on there and just get that out of the way, or, or else old Nady Boy's coming for you. <laughs> I'm the fucking, I'm the man in the dark playing grind on your Telecaster. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that sound? <laughs> Did, did you leave the goddamn window unlocked? Nate's playing grind on the Telecaster again. Acoustically. Goddamn it, Nate, get out of the house. <laughs> I'll be back, you bastards. You'll all see. That telly needs grind. <laughs> and then who will be laughing? <laughs> Always Nate. <laughs> Oh man, this episode's sponsored by Two Hoot Smoke Shop and Airdrie. Go to Two Hoot and Airdrie, mention Nate Trash, and get 10% off of your whole purchase. Cheers. You know what? That's great because Boots and the Hoots have a song called Too Hot to Hoot. Right? And an album called Too Hot to Hoot. Bro, that's Two why you gotta let Too Hot to Hoot. That's why you gotta let your banger cool down. Yeah. You gotta let your banger cool down, or else it's, it's way too, too hot, hot to hoot. hoot. Yeah. You're gonna fucking puke and cough every. That's why I like my little gadget here. Because you got the button and you give it a push and you give it a puff. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh yeah. So, moving forward, how long have you been in Calgary for? I've been here just over two years. I moved here two September's ago, so yeah, like just, just a little over two years now. <coughs> Fucking love it, man. Best Me decision too. I could have made, honestly. Me. Too man, moving out here was like I got a lot of friends that are like they've lived in Calgary their whole life and they're like yeah I'm Vancouver bound I'm Vancouver bound and it's like but why you know <laughs> obviously I wish you the best and I hope you succeed shout out to Hyperia who's out in Vancouver um, but I just don't see the appeal nope. especially after finding out that what I'm renting here for nine hundred and fifty dollars a month I'd be paying two thousand dollars a month for. Oh, yeah. And, if and I can find like, it. And that's just, like, without fucking paying utilities. Exactly. It, and that's if I could find it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I I don't know. Maybe I measure my shit a little more rationally now because I have my kid. But I, I, I think the grass is greener where you water it. 
Yeah. And oh, totally. The only time you should really, and this is like I said, just me because a lot of people are 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 wanderlust. You know, they they're very much traveler hearted, and they want to go and they don't want to put down roots. They want to go and experience life everywhere. And you know, go for it, go for it. But I'm just I'm really content where I'm at, and I guess what I'm trying to say is. I wouldn't be content there, but I really hope everybody who moves away from somewhere that's as great, you know, as what that's what I've experienced here, I hope that it's only to experience something greater. And I just can't see Vancouver through those eyes. Yeah, totally. I, I feel the same way. I mean, like, I mean, I do have some wanderlust in me, but that's why I, I tour. That's exactly. why I'm a touring musician. It's like uh, that... I like doing that, but then just being able to come home. And I'm fucking super happy to call Calgary home. Me too, it was. Man. I've found that in the last couple... I lived in Red Deer for about six years. Shout out to Red Deer, but Red Deer is a hood that I could not live in. Yeah, and you know what? I never would again. I still... Fuck, I have so many people that I love there. I was in Red Deer just so a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I love that fucking place through and through, and I love all the homies that live there. And, like... I've been I've been shouting them those motherfuckers out on every episode. Brett Trons, Joey Hunter, fuck the all the crews the crew from Pride Lands, Twenty First Agenda, Yumi Yokai, like those are my guys, man. They have been for years. For fucking years. We used to play Bower Ponds. We played at the fucking Nice the fucking community hall dressing room at fucking Bower Ponds, man. And like I go back with those guys. I can't wait to have them on the fucking podcast. Fuck yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't know Joey super well, but all our interactions have been great, and I, yeah, I fucking love Trons. He's one yeah. of the grandest. One of, he's one of the closest to old lady boy's hearts. We went, me and Joey boy lived in Sundry together. Oh, and nice. we experienced a lot of life together, and we both I, I was born in Sundry originally. Sundry's, oh, nice. Sundry's my, my real hometown. So. Right on. Shout out to Sundry. Not really. Yeah, not, not really. really. <laughs> not really. Just like, because like, uh, that's one place, ass. that's one place where I suggest everybody move away from at least once. Oh, yeah. Get, <laughs> get out of that place. You know, like, I, I hate, I hate talking shit, but it's appropriate because, you know, it's trash talk. Yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna insult anybody directly, but I feel that I feel that that's just a place. It's just a hole. It's a vortex. You can't gain unless you unless you're able to to travel long distances or unless you have a really good social network. You're not gonna be able to gain in a place like that. There's no resources. There's no resources for for. Uh, expression and movement. Yeah, you know? yeah. You can create that, but it needs the rest of that place to also support that. And sundry, and many towns like it. Old, old, old has tracks though. Yeah, but you know, and you know, it's like you know, fair. It's a small town, but at least there's parts of it that are fairly progressive for a small town. I've had good times in both towns, totally. but I would never, I would never move back to either. Yeah, me neither. And now with Not with the way reason. that the way that the, the world's been turning with COVID and everything, um, I just don't see myself really needing to move anywhere. Yeah, no. Or move around anywhere. No, you know, like, I I couldn't do what I... The current living and work situation I have is just too good to pass up. Well, and that's I'm counting my blessings every day because I just found a new job. And just now I'm finally getting back on track 
to to achieving some success here. Fingers crossed I'll be able to get some new equipment and take Trash Talk to another, the next step up with some some videos and some independent miking. And, and, you know, right now this is all done off of one mic and we're just chilling, having a chat, right? Got to go from the bare bones. And uh, I'm very fortunate. You're very fortunate. A lot of people I know are, are very fortunate as well. And uh, just got to count the blessings every day. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. Keep taking it as it rolls. I just, honestly, I'm, I'm so thankful that I've been able to still gig a shit, like, just not tour. I've but still played out of town of people, gigs, but... A lot of people would still be able to, you know, quote-unquote gig if they put the effort in. But a lot of people don't feel that they should be gigging for free. Right. I mean, it's my, it's all I've done for a living for the last, like, five years. With, you know, some part-time shit here and there. But, like, I do it because I love it. But I also need to because I haven't put this much time into it to not do it. Of course! It looks different. And playing, singing behind plexiglass fucking isn't that fun sometimes. But it's... You still play it's, it. I, I still have You're to do it. You're still playing, do it. man. Yeah. That's, and that's... This, I, I, I can totally relate to that because... You know, now that, once again, not not making music anymore, not even really looking into creating music anymore, um, that kind of expression is behind me, but I'm still doing this because I still need to express myself. I talk in order to breathe. I feel that if I don't express myself vocally, um, express my, my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions, um, how much I care for people, how much... Like I, you, you're one of my best friends. You're an amazing fucking individual. Likewise. I feel that if I don't express and say those things, I'm going to fade out of existence. I feel that I'll just turn into another fucking crack in the sidewalk. You know what I mean? Fit into the line, just like everybody else. And that's just not me. I just can't do that. No, fuck that. Same thing as You've you, never, That's never been you, and it'll never be you. Well, and you know, you've seen... You remember <laughs> when we were kids, I was fucking... I was a little bit fucking You were nutty. fucking cannon. You were a wild card, but I was a I little bit. It. Yeah, and I, I've always been... I've always been that kind of super charismatic, super outward individual. It's just now I channel it more towards uplifting other people that's what it's all about now uplifting as many individuals i can come into contact with and, and making them feel good for even just making their heart glow for just a second yeah i do and you you really have been even though like fuck nate and i have not hung out in probably like five years <laughs> which is crazy <laughs> but i love I you just, want a pepsi uh no i'm okay thanks man but i love how uplifting you are just even via social media man it's really great to see got it and I, and I and I love seeing you fucking people call people out for their bullshit I had I to like delete that. my Facebook yeah that's um, fair that's totally fair because cesspool, man. well there's too many people that are expressing opinions that they don't understand they're just saying it because it's the only way they can collect their thoughts and spit it out mm. and it's like I know you're not ignorant like that but I know if I keep trying to to point these things out, you're going to keep feeling fucking attacked because we're not sitting face to face. We're not sitting like me and you are now, obviously respectfully distanced, you know. We're not sucking on each other's fucking faces. I'm not sitting on Tyler's lap. He's not sitting on my lap. We have our space. We have our airflow. But uh, 
Yeah, I kind of I kind of lost my train of thought of where I was going with this. I'm, I'm sorry. Choo-choo! I'm stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> That's all good, man. Yeah, long story short, Calgary's fucking dope. Calgary's I dope. Here. Tyler's dope, and he's got to perform. Nate rules, and he needs to make as many people as possible feel good for the rest of his life. Because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm good at. <laughs> Gonna lip it off. <laughs> so... Let's go back to you though. Um, when you're when do you go about writing a song like old swing country, getting some riffs together for one of your own pieces, what's like your main influences for that kind of stuff? What's the music that really gets you revved up for writing? Oh, like honestly, instrumental music hmm? a lot, and I write write a lot of instrumental. Well, music. you were saying Django Reinhardt, right? Yeah. So I love I love stuff like that because it's. I suggest everybody go to YouTube and search Django Reinhardt. You, you cannot watch this man and this mustache play guitar without feeling good and smiling. Yeah. You just can't. There's something busted in your heart. If, if you've heard the theme song for Monsters, Inc., you know what kind of music we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> exactly. But I, I love instrumental music beca- because it... Sp- it spurs an emotion. It's you really truly interpret it like however the fuck you want. You can with lyrics too, but I find it's just like it doesn't cloud it doesn't cloud my brain with trying to write a song about a subject before I start doing it, right? Like but it does spur you know, does spur so certain emotions. Inspiration. Exactly. I, I know exactly what you mean because with a song with lyrics and with vocals on it you're still following along with that, with and that person is still saying words. Exactly. Whether yeah. whether whether in my kind of music where you can't really understand it, or your kind of music where it's entirely a story, mm-hmm. you're gonna follow that music with that story, and that music is gonna be the uh, emotional interpretation of that of that lyrical expression. So I, I know exactly what you mean with instrumental music. You get to put your own story to it, depending on how you feel when you listen to that music, or the reason behind why you're even listening to that music. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm totally with you on that, man. Yeah, so that that that's a big part of it, and then a lot of it is also just you know personal personal experience for sure. And I I like I write pretty light hearted music for, for for this band anyway. I write other songs, you know, that aren't. Well, Red Hot Hayseeds will never touch. But what I read for that band, it's very, it's it's lighthearted but like well arranged music. I, I got guess. an acoustic guitar in the bedroom. Oh yeah. If you want to play a little riff, yeah, I could riff on some. Let's just just a little. Let's just get a little because a lot of my a lot of my listeners don't. Uh, and some of them might. Like I got, I got one buddy, uh, Frankie Valley, Frankie Froglicker. He's one of the greatest. Uh, I could show you some of his tunes too. You really, I think you and him should get together. You guys would be great friends. I'm gonna have him on the podcast. Eventually. Awesome. But uh, he might be the only person I can think of who knows what kind of music we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it might need to be tuned. It's all good. I. Good time. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna take a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just give her what, a sec here. Yeah. What uh, what 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 are you looking for? What are you? <laughs> Some Django style, man. Something with a lot of really fancy finger work that makes you feel good. I'm trying to get the point across of the Monsters Inc. theme song thing. <laughs> I see. Carolyn Mark, I tune because I care. <laughs> Can you imagine playing some of this stuff out of tune? <laughs> no, it happens, and it's. There was. I remember hearing about uh, a guitar player who turned tuned all of his guitar strings to the same to the same uh, tuning for a show. Can't remember. I can't remember how I came across. That, that sounds like a, that sounds like a Max Cavalera move. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't I can't remember who it was, but it was someone, and I definitely read it online. So it's got to be true, right? <laughs> <laughs> the internet would never lie to me. Me and the internet have a very strong personal relationship. <laughs> yeah. you, you said you wanted something Django vibey. Some yeah. Do you need a, another pick? I got oh, a bag no. full of picks. If you need, you're I good. Got this bad daddy. Play some, yeah. Play something jammy. Yeah, there you go. distracting me <laughs> it's all good man you're so rad that was awesome that oh, thanks, man. that kind of stuff is what dreams are made of truly yeah i would say so that's the good stuff like 
That makes me feel good about doing stuff, doing summer. <laughs> yeah. So, you still got that in your hand. Might as well play something of yours. Yeah, yeah. I can play a little little tune. So, these you know beauties, what? what you have to offer. I'll, uh. I'll uh, play Galvin's Groove. This is an instrumental tune that I wrote. Let's see if I can pull it off here. Spice. <laughs> Thanks, man. Everybody, little, Tyler Allen from the Red Hot Day Seats. A little sloppy jalopy, but that's man, all right. That's what it's all about, yeah. though. I pretty, I walked into my bedroom and, and brought the guitar out for you to play. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that was great. That's Thanks, what, that's what it's all about, man. Thanks, buddy. That was really good. You're definitely not playing heavy metal. No, definitely not. But I fucking miss it, man. I really do. I'm just, you know, like I've been, I. I do love playing, and I, but I also make my living playing country music, swing, blues, jazz, all that kind of stuff. Is that, like, you said you do that for a job. That's what you do for a job. That is what I do for a job. And then for, since last September, I do work for a luthier doing, like, tech work three or four days out of the week. So I've been what? doing that. Yeah. So I've been doing that just, it's actually was like a year last week. And he lives down the street from my house. His name's Steve Rosidas. Over at R Guitars. Shout out. Uh, he does. The dude is an amazing craftsman. And. Potential podcast guest. Very much so. He would, he would do it in a heartbeat. Hell yeah. Uh, Steve Rosidas. Hell of a dude. Hell of a craftsman. Um, like. Absolutely incomparable attention to detail. Just and, an artist. Uh, eh? Yeah. And just, just a really great person to work for and learn from. So. For this is like the first time since since the schooling that I've really been doing it for a living. Like been utilizing skills that so, you paid immensely for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we do 
you know, tons of setups and different repairs, refrets, all that sort of thing. All so, the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. So I do that and then otherwise just gig. And I've been doing that, uh, you know, it was about five years ago that I started playing mostly, mostly playing for a living and having part-time work. And then as time went on, playing just got a little bit busier, do a lot of hired out stuff, uh, just like hired, hired gun shit for yeah, all, all kinds of stuff. And then after that, you know, it made it so I couldn't, like, having a part-time job wasn't super feasible. Yeah, so I just, just it made money, playing. but it wasn't, Yeah, it was still, you know. My, and my rent was, you know, fairly cheap. It still is. You know, I live a certain way so that I can. I know all about you know, that, man. Yeah. Maintaining you know, a certain lifestyle so yeah. you can live your life. Yeah, and it's great, you know. it's I, This is the first time in my life where I'm really actually feeling like I'm getting ahead. I'm like a very financially and otherwise. So like, yeah, I'm a very, very uh, vocal participant in. Don't chase a dollar if you can still do what you want to do in life. Yeah. If you oh, if you want to do man. something in life, do it now. Do yeah. it now. Do a little bit every day until you're doing it nonstop. Because for me, I've worked construction for years, but it's. Just to get the money that I need. Totally. And that's what I was doing. That I was working in property restoration and commercial construction. Yeah. Probably the first four years that I lived in Red Deer. That's that's most And you can bet once I figure out how to make a make money doing this, I will be. Yeah. I definitely yeah. will be. And who knows? The way the, the way that the entertainment climate's going, I might be back on stage doing live podcasts before bands are back on stage doing live shows. Yeah. Yeah, totally. which is crazy to think about, even compared to a couple months ago, where I was trying to make music and trying to get a band back going again. Yeah, it's weird how life works. You gotta love it. You gotta yeah. love every minute of yeah, it. Yeah, I really. I know do. I do. Yeah, I know it's I do. It's been wild. It's been a it's been a wild last couple of years. That's for sure. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. No, man. This is the kind of stuff. Greatness is forged in the crucible of war. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff. That uh, that forces an individual to determine what they are willing to prioritize in life over what or what they're willing to change in life over what they were willing to prioritize before. Because a lot of people were working for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend, and that's very sad. Yeah, <laughs> the song is the song as uplifting as it may be. <laughs> the message is a bit of a bummer. <laughs> it's very sad that you know. It's very sad that you have to draw through life in order to get to a two-day gap. Yeah, in order exactly. to live. Come on, yeah, that's, that's not good. Before you know it, ten years has gone by, and the only thing that's changed is you might have had a couple dollars added yeah. to your wage, but you're still doing the same thing over and totally. over. Totally, and you know what? I think, a, but I do think a lot of people in our generation, like within you know ten years on either side, are are becoming a little uh, more inventive. Technology and, age, man. Yeah, totally. Not even in, inventive, just like more. Uh, cognizant of the fact that they can do what they love for work. Oh yeah, so many at, different avenues. Look at streaming. Game, you know? Look at the way oh, streaming's yeah. gone, and look at the way, look at the money that people are making from streaming and yeah, that's online what, that's gaming. What Dana and I were doing when COVID first. Started. I remember I watched, I watched some of your and it was you know it was weird and it was a process like you know to figure out how to get decent sound and it's like. 
I'm still in that state, those yeah. stages too with the podcast. Like it makes me nervous thinking about thinking about search engine optimization and figuring out the proper places to host. And mm-hmm. you know, would it be better if I just got a, a my own website so I could host all my own stuff on there and go into full full uh, entertainment journalist mode where I'm writing blogs and I'm doing album reviews and I'm hosting space and I'm I'm uh, you know bringing people's music on and giving exclusive exclusives and generating traffic and it's like wow man that's well if you build it they will come well and it's very daunting for me it's very daunting for me but at least you know at least i don't have to worry about it because it's not my income yeah you know whereas you you had to you had to adapt to a situation that could have been really scary and shut you down you know yeah Yeah. i've never known you to be that kind of person though i've always known you to be a very forward-thinking positive person Never, uh, I gotta be a, where's Tyler at? We, I, we haven't seen him for a month. Where's he been? And then, oh, I went through some stuff. I had to deal with it. You've never been that kind of guy. You've always been the, the moving forward. I got this on the go. I got this on the go. So for me, it was not any surprise to see you just keep on trucking. Especially, once again, country music. Very accessible. Totally. Very, uh, very positive music. Well, it can be very negative at times. Yeah, for sure. Not, there's a lot of this. Not, ne- not necessarily negative as emotional. Yes, yeah. Because exactly. there's, at least I haven't heard country music that, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm stoned again. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of like thinly veiled negativity, but it's, it's dressed up. In an upbeat. When you play riffs like that, man, when (laughs) you play riffs like that, that right there is the riff that people should play when they get somebody to go serve somebody court papers. You need it in court in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's divorcing you and she wants half of everything. <laughs> <laughs> it would ease it. It would ease the ease the situation. Have you ever watched that movie, uh, The League? I don't think so, no. Well, there's a character, John LeJoie's character in The League. Oh, man, no. I, he I'm had, familiar with him, but not the not the show. He had this, he had this, this business in the show... Where he'd send cowboys to to sing bad news to people, and uh, it was called. And he parked his space on the Dallas Cowboys web server and ended up taking over their web space and getting paid like a million dollars by the Dallas Cowboys to give back their their website. It's a, it's a wild show. You got to check it out. But honestly, all news is good news if it's sung to you in like old thirties country swing. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I I have tested it and will wholeheartedly. And I will agree. maintain. <laughs> I can say from experience. I can say from repeatable evidence in a controlled environment. Yeah. Well, from on Saturday night we played a stellar gig at the Blues Can. It was my so aunt much owns fun. the Blues Can. Tina Wilson. Tina's my oh, aunt. Oh my fucking Tina god! Tina was my dad's best no man way. when my parents got married. What? Yeah. Okay, so I love Tina. She's so the that's greatest. Great. She's a, the greatest. We, I, I've been playing there quite a lot lately. So I, I see Tina on the regular, and she's, she's been great. Tina, shout out to Tina. Shout out You're to Tina. Shout out to Dan Neal. Shout out to the whole crew at the Blues Can. Yeah. Everybody, go spend immense amounts of money at the Blues Can because the music is fantastic and the food 
is amazing as well. Shit, yeah. So that is so great. That's that's awesome. Right? Right? It's true. It's true. Oh man. It's and not... she was just telling me because I told told her that I'm from Olds. She was telling me that she's got family there, Sundry Didsbury lived in all those places, and I was like, Oh I'm yeah, sure we know some of the same people and That's right. It's one of the best people. Tina is so great. I'm yeah. so lucky to call her aunt. After, especially after moving out here and finding out how important she is to Calgary's music scene as well. Yeah, oh, and totally. Realizing that you know I was involved with the other end of the music scene, and she's been at the Blues Can for years and years and years. You know, and it's like wow, small world. You know, it's crazy how the it's crazy how people work like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. She's so fantastic. Once I get some, once I get my. My affairs back in order. I'm definitely going there and buying immense amounts of good food. Yeah, as you should. Nate doesn't drink lots anymore for very good reason. <laughs> but all that extra, I'll obviously buy drinks just because you don't. And this is something, you know, a two drink minimum at bars is more important now than ever. Yeah. You know, especially like Dickens. Dickens shut down for a full six months. They weren't willing to risk any of it. And they put something very poignant in one of their Instagram posts is... We have tables that you can book. If you're booking for less than full occupancy of the table, only book one less. And yeah. don't come without wanting to spend money, you know? And it's like, before all of this happened, that would be insulting to say, you know? But now, it's you need to be honest. Oh, fuck and yeah. You need it's to, a very real thing for a lot of businesses. It's like, fuck huge yeah. Huge shout-outs to Dickens. I'm going to be trying to contact Chris Hewitt here soon and trying to get him on the podcast. Nice. Because that will be very interesting to hear. Because uh, he also was able to adapt and started a Twitch channel for Dickens and has been doing DJ sets on Twitch. That's great. You know? See? And you know what? Bam. People in that position and creative types, they just, they adapt. You know? They do whatever they can. Because yeah. they have to. They have to. And if you give up, I'm very sad that you were in that position where you had to give up. But mm-hmm. if you want that dry ass fucking opinion again, maybe you didn't deserve it. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, I'm not going to speak for business mm-hmm. owners. No, oh, I'm not going to speak for business owners yeah. who lost their businesses. I could never, ever relate to the stresses that come with running a business, much less almost or losing a business. Mm-hmm. So I am not ever going to speak on that point. I'm going to speak on a point that I know, and that's being an entertainer through a tough time. Fuck yeah. And if you don't adapt and you don't change, well, I hope the next thing that you moved on to was just as satisfying, and I hope all of your ends were justified to leave. Yeah. Because hey, I'm not making music anymore because I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. I, if I wanted to, I still would. I'm not giving up on it. I, actually, you know what? The next podcast, I'll probably put on the two hyperviolent tracks that we finished recording. Just because, you know, we're on our way. Um, moving forward, influences. Now that we've talked enough about ourselves, and I have talked way more than enough about myself, <laughs> let's talk more about you and about your influences, like names. What's, uh, we said Django Reinhardt. What do you go back to for for influence when it's like okay I need to listen to some tunes to clear my head because I gotta get in the zone like what kind of artists are, are you running through on your playlist because I know for me it's not the same kind of music that people would expect 
Yeah, and I honestly lately, especially when I'm like driving around or just at home by myself, I like to listen to fucking heavy music because it's different than what I'm than what I'm playing. And myself. I know, I know you. That's Ty- a huge part of it. Tyler slays. Tyler Allen slays some mad, mad metal. Um, if you and, and the funny thing is, Cole Brogdon. Oh, such a ripper. Cole Brogdon plays... Just hung out with him last weekend. The dude fucking shreds so incredibly (laughs) hard. And he plays guitar in a ska band. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We could never... I I personally could never get him interested in playing metal here. And I tried. Cole, come jam. Come play some guitar. Because between you, Brogdon, and Martell, those are three super solid guitar players. You could name a Slipknot or a System of a Down song, and Martel would know how to play. Oh yeah, for finish. sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. start to finish, no problem. Um, he was, and he was getting up on Lamb of God too. Yo, fuck yeah! But we could never get Brogdon interested. I'm pretty sure Graham plays bass in that band still. What I can't remember what they're called. Oh, Big Ugly Jim's gonna be so sad that I forgot the name of their man. I fucking can't remember either. I feel like ha! Good. You're gonna yeah. get the, yeah. you yeah. get trouble too. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve is the singer. Steve is the singer, and uh, man, it's been so long since shows that you, before it was right. like you see a poster and you see all the names on it, and you're like, yeah, and then you, you you check out the name, and then you get flashes of the faces that are involved with that band. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's been no there's been no posters, Tyler. There's been no I flashes. Know. There's been zero flashes. <laughs> but yeah, what it, what I've been listening to lately for just like get me hyped or whatever we listen to a lot of converge again mm, i just saw a, a video clip released of them playing show 2002 yeah i fucking love that band and i really like uh agoraphobic nosebleed big fucking fan of that band uh i gotta find out the name of their their ska band keep going keep yeah going. uh well i really like russian circles Ooh, fucking yeah have you heard of molotov solution don't think so. And check out Molotov Solution, and check out Landmine Marathon, and check out the Ocean Collective. They Ooh, just that rings a bell. They just the released a new a, a new tune, and for the first time in years, and the Ocean was one of my favorite bands when I was in high school, and then they just stopped making music. Mm. Check that shit out. Fuck That's yeah. very good, very heavy prog. Awesome. Uh, I really like Isis. As well. Oh, ISIS is have you heard? Have you heard of N E? Oh my fucking lord! I'm the worst with bad names right now. Ah, uh, and mm, oh shit! Like, neurosis. Neurosis. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Fucking uh, polyphia. Yeah. Polyphia, polyphia is really. Really mind bending. Yeah, it's it's like I I can only listen to so much because it, it just gets to a point where I'm like it's an overload. It's beats so, and it's amazingly a progressive music. And yeah. then that's another streamer, the guitar player. He streams video games and playthrough videos on oh, Twitch as well. Shit. Nice. Yeah, everybody's jumping on, man. Adaptation is key. Adaptation is key. Yeah. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't change the way you're living just because you feel that society needs you to change or you feel that you need to change in order to cope. You know, mm. some people do. I'm not an analyst of, of situation of everybody's individual situation, but I think I can broadly stroke 
the fact that overtly changing overnight because of circumstances outside of your control um, is not something that should you should do irrationally. No, no. And Absolutely I feel that not. some people give up too easy. Continue, I with, agree. Your continue with your metal influences, friend. Like, we keep oh, going. I mean, that's, yeah, those are... Those are the big ones as of late, for sure. And like, yeah, like I said, I, that stuff is so inspiring for me to listen to just because I don't, like, currently... I haven't created an outlet for myself to, to play that stuff, really, at, at this juncture in time. And a lot of time is spent, like, learning songs for playing with other people. Or I have a new instrumental band that's, like, we play TV show theme songs and... Like it's it's country and swing as well, but we're you know that's pretty cool. It's it's a lot of fun. It's we're we're playing. We do like our own takes on some classic country song, songs where like myself and the pedal steel will play the vocal melody, and then we'll just improvise. We get weird with it, and so that's that. We have dubbed ourselves the Midnight Corn Dogs. Oh, very that's, smooth. <laughs> it's been a lot of very fun. delicious. So I've I've been spending a lot of time writing and doing some arranging for that. And I'm gonna message. I'm gonna text Mark Russell, and I'm gonna ask him the name of Jim's ska band. Sounds good, buddy. I actually have to go. Soon, okay, well, you know what? But I wish I didn't have to. But that's okay, man. That's okay. We're uh, we're rounding up on the end of t on ending it anyway. And guess what? We'll just do another one in a, in a little I would while, love man. That. There's no I would problem. Absolutely love that. Tyler, thanks for sitting down with me. Thanks for uh, sitting down with my listeners, and thanks for playing some riffs for us too. That hey, was, man, thanks for asking. That was absolutely. Dude, thank you delightful. so much for having me. It, this is actually the perfect first hang in uh, right too fucking long, and it's productive. Exactly, it's it productive. Does you got the wheels in my brain that turning. Yeah, man. It's great. It's been great. Tyler, it's always great to sit and chat with you, man. We're going to be doing course, this buddy. a lot more often. I hope your show goes well tonight. Thank you very and, much. And, uh, yeah, man. Everybody who, uh, who listened, thank you for listening. Uh, if anybody stuck around to the end, send me a personal message, and I might send you something nice. <laughs> I'll, I'm still trying to figure out what yeah. you know. It sounds still trying. Sounds some sweet treats. Maybe boys got presents for people who uh, who support him because hey, that's what it's all about. It's about support. Absolutely. So for another episode of Trash Talk, I've been and always will be Nate Trash, and this has been one of my best friends, Mr. Tyler Allen. Say goodbye, Mr. Tyler. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Yeah. Cheers, guys.
Coyotes are out in the Pistol hosting on chaps on my thighs I ain't no capo Wow. Well.